smoking section. Here we are for another episode in season four. I am uh, honored to have here a special co-host, my buddy, a friend, Jimmy Allen, is with us, and we... Such a short introduction. Keep going. What do you mean? Uh, I want to make you go? I'll keep going. Okay. Oh, I forgot to say, he is the he is the new 2021 ACL new male artist of the year. First of his name, uh, father of dragons, <laughs> and rightful ruler of the seven kingdoms. <laughs> All my Game of Thrones fans. Uh, all your Game of Thrones fans out there. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we have here the 2012 ACM New Male Artist of the Year, American Idol winner. Actually, if I, if I remember, if I remember correctly, didn't he beat you, Jimmy? Didn't he beat? Yes. Oh, oh okay. Wipe the floor with me. <laughs> Got he placed 39 spots ahead of me. All right. <laughs> Oh, man. Scotty McCurry, how are you today? How are you this morning? Man, I'm good. I'm good. Dude, when I hear that, it makes me feel old. But then I'm like, dude, I'm still young as I'll get out. So it's like, what, 17 when you won? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, 17. So. You couldn't even vote. vote. <laughs> I couldn't do cigarettes. Yeah, I couldn't do anything. Join the military? Nah, none of that, man. Nowadays, I do it. I do it all, but you were old enough to pay taxes. Yeah, they'll get you with that. Yeah. Oh, they won't stop getting you with that ever. So let's go back. Let's let's go back because we were we were talking. I'm 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 going to turn this into a quick interview of both of you, right quick, because obviously new male new male artist of the year. Both of you guys have won. That. Hey, I was supposed to be co-hosting. I want to ask Scotty some questions. Oh, well, you're going to ask Scotty some questions. Don't worry. Don't worry. As you put that nasty ass dip in your mouth. <laughs> Dude, you ever? I can't do dip, man. I, I love a, I love a cigar. I, I could even do chew back in the day, my baseball days. But dip tore me up, man. Uh, I tried it. I tried it. And I can't do it. Oh man! In high school, uh, playing baseball, I actually got kicked out of two high school baseball games for doing tobacco. You really? <laughs> yeah. It's big league chew. What are you talking I about? Had a big old wad of spit just ready. So when I went up to bat, I was like, whew. <laughs> he said, Jimmy, now you know, you're not old enough to do that, and that's illegal out here, so don't let me see it again. All right, went back and out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was holding it. Oh, my God, help us all. As long as I don't see you spit. And if you hold it, I can't do nothing. But these other umpires out here are going to see me spit. going to see me see you spit, so don't spit. And I'm like, first pitch go by. I couldn't even swing because I have a mouthful of spit. And I just said, get it. <laughs> he said, you're right. I was like, yeah, dog. <laughs> Oh, that's great, man. Oh, my God. All right. So when you won, you, you, you just said how, you know, you felt it was old. You were 17 years old when you won. Are, were you, are you the youngest new male artist of the year? Um, When he won, when he won, because uh, you won Idol when you was 18, right? No, you won. 17 Idol. I think the, the ACM was 18. Um, So I don't know about the ACM. I know for Idol, I was the youngest male. Jordan Sparks was the youngest winner. But Oh, I love Jordan yeah. Sparks. I have a crush on Jordan Sparks. Anyway. um. <laughs> <laughs> I can make that introduction for you, but I think she married and taken she, now. She married and got a kid now. It ain't going to work out. I'm still waiting for an introduction on JoJo, but we know how that situation turned out. Yeah. <laughs> She's dating one of our friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, wow. The problem with Marcus is he don't even get a chance. You know how people say swing and a miss? He don't even swing. No. He's step in a batter box and watch the first pitch. He's got a lot of spit in his mouth. He's, he's, he's got a lot. <laughs> I wait to be walked to the first base is what happens. That's what happens. <laughs> is that stuff, so speaking of baseball, Scotty, do you notice you do that on stage, the baseball swing? Oh, dude, I, I still. I love it. I love it too. <laughs> 
Like, Dude, that whole tour I watched you do that every night. I was like, me and my band were like, where's the swing? Where's the swing? Where's the swing? Right now, right there it is. Right there, there it is. <laughs> Dude, that's one of those, you don't even realize you're doing it. It's just one of those ticks. You just oh, yeah. Know life. It's all right. Jimmy spins around like he's Michael Jackson on his tour. He crushes it, too. He crushes it. I he hate coming on after Jimmy because his dance moves actually worked. And yeah. I'm like a full blow here. <laughs> <laughs> so what, 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 how, how did you feel winning ACM New Metal Artist of the Year and how did you both feel and like the time difference because you you both have become well Jimmy wasn't successful in Idol but um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah for those of you listening you, you, what y'all don't realize is that this is the shit talk that me and Jimmy do all the time to each other so <laughs> so this is going to be all the time throughout this entire interview <laughs> Um, so just don't talk bowling. We're not going to talk bowling at all whatsoever. I waxed the floor with him in bowling. <laughs> bowling. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're, we're not going to talk about that. Dang. I need to get in on that, Matt. Yeah, how, Scott, so how'd you feel? You know, how'd you feel when you won? Idol, and then the next year in ACM New Mail of the Year. Yeah, we were we were talking before we hopped on here, press record. I mean, it, it was just kind of that surreal feeling. It's like, man, is this even real life? I mean, it wasn't that long ago. You know, we were both chasing it, and it just felt like a dream, you know, with never reality. So then all of a sudden, you're sitting there, and you're in a show with your peers and all these people you look up to, and then they're giving you an award. You're like, what the heck is is this real life? So still pretty surreal. It's still sitting up on the mantle. It's, it's a proud moment. Did you get a trophy for that? For uh, Idol? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's over. That's in Nashville in the apartment there. So it's always a cool talking piece. It's always a fun one. Oh, you're in uh, Carolina right now. Yeah, I'm in Carolina right now. That's home base for me. I'd yeah. say it's more, it's probably like 70-30 Carolina to Nashville. See, I'm, I'm trying to convince uh, my fiance to uh, let us move back to Delaware because she's from Delaware too. Oh, man. And like, Dude. I love where I'm from, bro. We got the ocean right there. I can fish all summer. Do it, the Dewey Beach. Yeah, we got Dewey Beach. We got Lewis Beach right there. We got uh, Rehoboth Beach. Ocean City is close. I just love my no, small town. Here's the issue. Here's the issue with that. And we'll learn about that later on in a different episode. But the issue about it is that if Jimmy moved back to Delaware, all he's going to do is fish and she ain't going to see him at all. She barely sees him now. She definitely ain't going to see him when she goes back to Delaware and fish all the time. Four o'clock in the morning, he's out on the boat fishing. It's just that small town living I miss, dude. I miss, you know, going to the grocery store, seeing people I know. Then me and my buddies would fish all day. Then we go to the Moose Lodge and the Mason Lodge afterwards and drink dollar beers and play darts and cards. Like it's like, it's simple living. I love it. I know everybody. I've known everybody there since I was a kid. You know what I mean? Like we got whole crabs there. We ain't got no crabs in Delaware. I mean in Nashville, ain't no scrapple in Nashville. Ain't no Wawa. Ain't no roll of farms. Ain't, ain't no, no wild, pizza. Ain't got no scrapple. Got- <laughs> <laughs> so what's it like? What's it like in, in North Carolina? Because you're in Garner. Are you in Garner? Or are you? Yeah. So me and my wife, we live in Raleigh now. So we're we're we five minutes from. What's that? Your address. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a second. Whoa. Uh, but no, so we're in Raleigh now. So it's a little more of the city life still. Smaller. Nashville's, every time I go, it's getting bigger and bigger. I mean, and I've been going for 10 years now, but it still blows my mind. But uh, but yeah, so we can still get that country feel. And you go 20 minutes outside of any big city, you're going to you're gonna find some rednecks and, and some country living. So we have a good time here. And it's just home. Our roots are so deep. I mean, my, my friends go back to when I was two years old and family. And so I just... I love it here. As long as I can make it work, I'm in the studio. We, I record in here. I write songs in here. And as long as I can still get the music thing working, you know, I, I'm going to stay here as long as I can. Does your wife love Nashville more or Carolina? So she loves that. Na- We're both in the same boat. We love Nashville and it, it's it's become our second home. But uh, her friends, we grew up together. Me and Gabi, we met when we were five years old and 
like. So we went through all the stages of life together. And all her best friends are, are still right here too. So it's it's just going to be tough. Managers and labels have been trying to pull me away for years now. I just feel like, you know, maybe one I, day. I look at it like, I think years ago, being in Nashville was cool, but now with technology, yeah. label meetings on the phone. And half the time, artists won't even go to label meetings. Our managers handle that. You yeah. got an airport right there. So you, if you need to come to Nashville for a week for band rehearsals or whatever, just fly in. If you want to write for a week, you fly in and then go back home. Yeah, no, it works out total. And it's, I always say it's an hour flight and an hour time difference. So I can leave here at seven and get there at seven. But the best thing to come out of this pandemic for me is the Zoom rights. Because nobody yeah. would ever write a song on Zoom before. And before I had to fly in to write. And now I can write every day just right here in Carolina because everybody's hopping on Zoom. How do you feel about the Zoom rights? Hated it at first. I mean, I, I actually didn't even do them for like the first six months of the pandemic. So I was just like, I am not, I'm not doing that. I love the camaraderie. I love getting out, getting there and joking around for an hour before you even start writing. But it's just it's convenient, you know, and we've written some pretty cool songs over it. So. How do you feel about that, Jimmy? What's your perspective on the Zoom rights? <laughs> well, <clears throat> Y'all know I got the attention span of a two-year-old. Uh, right, sure. So it's uh, I've written some cool songs on Zoom, but just for me and my personality, it's like, nah. Yeah. I was writing some people from L.A., and then I was like, nah. So I just decided to go to L.A. Like, I went out there to, to do some TV stuff. Like, when I filmed American Idol, went out there, but I went, like, four days before. Oh, just, that was awesome. Just, just, just so I could write. Because yeah. the Zoom thing, I can write, like, when I'm writing pop songs for other artists or, like, or, like hip-hop hooks for other artists, I can do that on Zoom. But, like, country, if I really want to get a good lyric and a good vibe, I gotta be in the room. Yeah, I feel that. I see you had a yeah breakfast and lunch with Babyface. Yeah, really dude, he is cool, man. Ashley Gorley set that up. Shout out to Ashley Gorley for that. Yeah. Uh, he was like, "Hey, man, would you want to write with Babyface?" I'm like, "Bro, I'm you- black. Of course, I want to write with Babyface." <laughs> like. <laughs> You know, I think everybody just loves baby. Like, and he's a cool dude, man. Like, just chill. Um, you know, who's your favorite icon you've ever met or got to write with? Oh my goodness. Uh for me, um, getting to meet Merle Haggard back in the day, it's probably 2012 or 13, I think it was. He came to North Carolina, I was home, and it was the same kind of thing. One of my just buddies in Nashville was like, Hey, Merle's gonna be there, you know, 20 minutes from where you where you live. Do you want to go meet him? I was just like, Are you kidding me? Look at you back and, and see him by his bus and hang out for a little bit. I mean, it was all the stories you hear, man, when he opened up the bus door, it was a cloud of smoke that followed him. It was amazing. But that's crazy. Man, he was so chill. It was pretty awesome. That's crazy. Who 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 haven't you met that you want to meet? Which icon? For me, um, and I've been lucky to, to meet a lot of folks that I grew up loving. Loretta Lynn would be one that I, I would, you know, love to meet. Got the chance to meet Dolly on the ACM red carpet one year and you can just see this little, you know, this grin where I was just like, this, this is the um, well, I don't know. Loretta's probably up there. There's a lot of them that I would love to meet that have already passed on. For me, Elvis was my guy. Yeah. And uh, right. But yeah, it's been pretty. And uh, the cool thing is in country music, all your heroes are there, that are still around, they're just so chill. They're just uh, kind of walking around and hanging out. Yeah, just hanging out. You're like, oh my God, is that really who I think it is over there chilling? So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I want I want to meet uh, Jimmy Allen. No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> so, you don't, don't want to do that. I don't want to meet that guy. Yeah, but I don't want to meet at the bowling lane. She definitely... Here we go again. Scotty, I'm going to need for you to fly in the tent. That must have been bad, man. It must have been a bad day at the bowling alley for you, brother. It's a bad week at the bowling alley for me. It's been a bad pandemic for you. Yeah, it has not been a bad pandemic for me. It's been a bad week. (laughs) Scotty, I'm curious to know, I always like asking artists this, uh, what is something you do before every show, whether it's by yourself, whether it's with your band, whether it's with your wife, whether it's with your parents, do you have like some sort of routine you do? So I am, uh, I'm the most boring guy 
there. Like, I don't have a same routine. We don't get in a huddle and do a shot. We'll drink. We'll have a bunch of beers and some whiskey before the shows. Uh, for me, if, if I'm being honest, it's legitimately like just sitting down watching. There's probably a game on and I've got a box of Cheez-Its with me. I, that's <laughs> it's some of those random thing. But, and I don't eat Cheez-Its anywhere. I don't have them at home. I don't have them anywhere except on my bus. And I, I crush them. So that's that's my pre-show routine. What's, wow. what's the craziest thing or the weirdest thing you think you have on your rider? Um, well, I make sure they separate all my M&Ms from green. From <laughs> all, <yeah. laughs> I know an artist who does that. <laughs> no, honestly, when I started out, I was so young and I, I had no idea what a rider was. So Mike, my tour manager, Mike, is like, all right, man, so what do you want on your rider? I was like, what is that? He was like, it's like, well, a venue will like prepare all the stuff. Well, I have stuff waiting for it. I was like, we have to pay for it. It's like, no, they provide it for you. Oh, that's cool. It's like, so what do you want? I don't know. Maybe some like potato chip, <laughs> peanut butter and jelly. I mean, I literally, I had no idea. The more you tour and the bigger you get, you start realizing what you can put on there. Dude, yeah. I got a fresh, two fresh pairs of uh, long American Eagle compression shorts and three pairs of the Nike socks. That's on your rider. That's on your rider. <laughs> I love putting on unworn, fresh underwear and fresh socks before every show. I got my grizzly on the green on there. I got Makers, Crown Apple, Strawberry Pop Tarts with the frosting. With the fr- uh, yeah, yeah. You got to have the frosting on the Pop Tarts. You got yes. started putting a massage therapist on there, and 98% of the time, they okay it. Really? Mm-hmm. Last there for about like Scotty, five. you do Scotty, you doing it wrong then, bro. You Man, I've been doing this for a decade now. I ain't close to that. I'm talking fresh underwear, <laughs> or massage therapists. I was old. see, I was old when I got my record deal. You know what I mean? So oh. I had a chance to kind of sit back and kind of see how it is, and then my body's old now. You know what I mean? I gotta Dang. gotta make sure I'm right when I'm doing all my jumping with my little pants on. Well, there's there's uh, there's a reason why he can do spins and make it look good. He's yeah. a massage therapist before and those jeans. Are, they still got plenty of good elastic in them. They're, yes. they're fresh. The underwear is fresh. The jeans are fresh. Oh, dude, I, yeah, I, I have never heard that. That's yeah, you, you might have to, you might have to re, uh, rethink your hero writer over there, uh, Scotty. I'm gonna get to work as soon as we get off of this. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what I noticed. Like, I was asking a few artists that have crazy stuff on there. It's a lot of people put crazy stuff on there, not because they really want it, but just to see if people are actually paying attention to detail. Yeah. yeah. Like the Eminem separation. People will ask for multicolored mush- uh, marshmallows and ask for the pink ones in one bowl. Mushrooms. And, <laughs> uh, and I mean, yeah, I mean, marshmallows. <laughs> They'll ask for the pink ones in one bowl and the white ones in another one, uh, kind of just to see if they uh, pay attention. If there was, I think I might know the answer to this, if there was one family member of yours who has passed um, that you could have just one more day with them, who would it be? Yeah, it'd be both my grandpas. Granddaddy Bill was the guy that I wrote five more minutes about. He was my guy. We'd go out and golf together and he'd be sitting down. Uh, he had this den. It was all glass overlooking his backyard and his pool and he'd sit there in the corner. He had his, he loved to smoke a pipe. So he'd have his pipe and he'd have he had like 50 of them and his tobacco everywhere and he'd sit there and it smelled so good. We'd just talk for hours about life and just what was going on. So uh, he be a guy I'd love to, to uh, sit down with, and I never got to smoke with him. And I, I, I'm on a big cigar kick right now, so I think that would be. Yeah, I need for you to come to Nashville then, so we can go. We can go cigars, dude. I, my humidor is like just filled to the max. I got to buy yeah. another one, but my wife's like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe I'll come to North Carolina. My mom lives in Cary, so maybe I'll come to North Carolina. 
I base I'm on the Raleigh Carry line. Like I can throw a rock to carry right here. Oh, we yeah. I need to come to North Carolina that we can go, we can have some uh some cigars. Scotty had a really good arm too. It was uh, I forgot what show it was. Uh I still wear my high school this is my high school baseball. Yeah. And I, I wear this daily. My guys are like, You ever gonna move on from your high school glory days? Like that's all I got, man. Never, like does, does anyone ever move on from your high school glory days? <laughs> I thought about things I did in high school like it was yesterday. My few accomplishments. Like now, the older I get, I embellish from the stories a little more. You know, that's kind of how it goes. Time I tell my grandkids, I was, yeah, I was, you know, first team all, all USA. Would have made the league if I didn't blow up my arm. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, yeah, I played defensive tackle. No, I didn't. No, not at all. I was the punter. You were a punter? Mm-hmm. I didn't want to get hit for in football. Oh. So I, I played soccer to get in shape for basketball season. Because soccer, boy, talking about some running. It's the opposite of golf. <laughs> I tried out for soccer one year because it was the different ba- it was a different season than baseball. And our soccer team was bad. So everybody said, man, if you are the least bit athletic, you're going to make the Garner High School soccer team. So all my buddies on the baseball team, we all tried out. Everybody made the team. I got cut on the very first day. I mean, oh. they said, no, 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 no. This, this, this is not it. This is my Coach, my baseball coach is going to make me run cross country. And I was just like, I am not doing that. Crap. So like, you can't cut me. Do you know I banished blood in my family? Right? <laughs> I'm Puerto Rican. I, I was such a disappointment to my family. <laughs> but ended up, ended up, the coach called me back and was like, we're going to have you on as a reserve player. And I was like, I'm, I'm not going to do a reserve player, but I'll be a coach. So they let me be a coach. And I like legitimately had a clipboard, a whistle. I wore like that Bobby Bowden straw hat. Yes. And this was at a time when I still could, uh, I didn't mind dip at this point. I was doing a little bit of baseball. So every day I'd be on the soccer field. I had a cherry dip in, straw hat, whistle, clipboard. <laughs> in the season, if the boys didn't call me Coach Scott, they all had to run a lap. I mean, that's so funny. That's I'm out of sight, but I could coach. Hey, listen. That's hilarious. So what's your football team? Yeah, football, basketball, and baseball team. Me? Yeah, professional. Um, so my dad grew up in New England, so I grew up a big Red Sox. I know. I'm sorry, Marcus. I grew up a big uh, Red Sox guy, Patriots fan, big old Patriots fan. Basketball would be the Celtics. I don't follow a ton of NBA. I'm more of the growing up in North Carolina on Tobacco Road is kind of college or bus, so big college basketball. Fan. So what's been what's been the uh, what's been the best advice given to you in in the industry? Um, wow, there's been so much. I mean, you're talking about getting to meet your heroes, and everybody's got advice for you. Got to do the Paisley tour from 2012, and man, we just sit down and have dinner, and he'd just be showing me the ropes. I mean, it was like a like a college class for 20 minutes with Paisley having dinner. Um, but I, I think the the number one thing I took away from all that is is control what you can control. And like get invested in that, but don't let the other stuff bother. You know, I, I can do we can do a hundred radio shows, but if they're not gonna, you know, up the spins a little bit, you know, it's like I do what I can do and I otherwise I'm gonna sit back and let everything play out. So uh control what you can control and don't sweat the other stuff. And if you know me, I don't sweat too much. I I I'm about, I'm so laid back I'm horizontal basically. So I, <laughs> I, I, I Scotty is definitely the most chill guy I think I've probably, like, ever met. I don't know what it is, man. My, my motto is just go with the flow. Like, whatever happens, okay. We'll, we'll make it work. We'll go with it. I remember one time we uh, we were on we were on the road. Marcus, Scotty can throw. Scotty playing all, all-time quarterback. It was... Uh, yeah, that was great. That was a great day. It was, uh, was kind of slippery. So, me and Tate was out there. So, Tate's my bass player for everybody listening. Me and Tate are both alpha males, very competitive. We talk trash all the time. And, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> he 
didn't have on any uh, cleats. We're playing in the grass. So there's a few times where I kind of chopped him up. I burnt him. But what Tate didn't know was I actually had cleats on. So I could grip. <laughs> oh, that's messed up. See? He's sliding around like he on a slipper slide. Unless I take it, I'm not trying to lose it. Anything. Oh, no. <clears throat> tearing him up. Tearing him up. Yeah. Is there a video of this? Because I really need to see this. I do have some video. Yeah, you need to give me that video so we can go ahead and post that. <laughs> H wife and uh, uh, my fiance was taking video on the sideline. And then my drummer and my guitar player are brothers. So I call them twin one and twin two, even though they're not twins. They look they're just not twins. I, I, I know. I get them confused. Just to, like They order the same food at restaurants. It's like I'll see one of them. They'll both look at the menu. Then Seth will order it and Josh is still looking I'm like, why are you looking at the menu? You're about to order the same thing Seth just ordered, bro. <laughs> like, and without fail, they order the same thing. And they're like, Two or three years apart. Remember, I got a mixed up. I got a mixed up at the bowling alley. Oh yeah, you can't tell them apart. I can't tell them apart. It's like I got. It's like <laughs> I think they said not all white people look alike. My drummer has long hair, and if he had short hair like his brother, you wouldn't be able to tell them apart. Yeah, like yeah. And- you don't need to focus on telling those guys apart, Marcus. You need to focus more on throwing the ball down there. Oh, <laughs> oh, Scotty, come on, Scotty. Marcus will have some games where he's like really good. They have some games. My son almost beat him one time. Oh man, he talks and he talks so much trash. Oh yeah, he gets from the apple don't fall far. Yeah, not at all. Like no, the, the, he is the apple. It's like <laughs> he be like, Marcus, you trash. You are trash. <laughs> like, it was bad. Like he was talking so much smack, and I'm just like, what is going on? Marcus turned it on. I said, Marcus, you better not let Aiden beat you. I'm telling you right now, you will never live this down if you lose in bowling to a six-year-old with no bumpers. Oh, I was, that was my next question. I don't let my son bumpers. use bumpers because he was like, Daddy, can't use some bumpers? No, son, ain't no bumpers in life. Okay? <laughs> Learn how to... Because that's what my dad... Life lesson. Dude, my dad was a Marine. He was redneck, you know, super like, you know, you're going to figure life out. Ain't gonna be no shortcuts, so I don't let my son use no bumpers. <laughs> so made. So, so Scotty, who's your uh, dream collaboration? Dream collab. Um, because you ha- have you had any? You haven't had any duet. I haven't had a ton. We got one we're working on right now. Um, that's coming out soon, I think. We might have another on the record. I had a. Uh, uh, my dream was probably to do one with Garth, and I was. I was this close. I mean, called him up. We were chatting about it. Had this song. It was about like a a boyfriend going to ask a father for his daughter's hand in marriage. I was at that point. There was a point in the song where like the father comes in and is talking. It was like the perfect kind of father figure thing. So I sent it to Garth, called him up. We chatted. He was like, dude, I'm all about this. Like, let's go do it tomorrow. Um, But then with me, it just took a while to get it all to work out. And then by that time, he was already kind of had his project going and just everything didn't work out. Well, it might be time for that again. It might be time to go push that again. Collaborations are in. I'm trying to start a trend in country music where everybody's... Because that's what I love about, you know, Christian and especially like pop and hip-hop. They collaborate all the time, you know? And I'm like, we collaborate all the way until the performance. We collaborate in the songwriting. We collaborate in production. We collaborate in marketing. We collaborate in mixing. You know, we collaborate in everything, the creative. But a lot of that, but the performance is where we typically don't collaborate. So that's why I was like, I'm finna do a whole album of just collaboration. But dude, it would be dope to see you and Garth uh, do a song together. 
That'd be fun, man. Why don't you? Jimmy thinks about everything from thirty thousand feet. Where I, I kind of am always just chilling. Why don't Why don't you and Jimmy? I think you and Jimmy should do a collaboration together. Hey, I'm down with that. Absolutely, I'd be all about it. Listen, I'm just we can't do a music video though because your dance moves will put me up. Yeah, no dance. I don't really. I don't dance in in my music videos. I kind of just walk around and prank. I do more. Did Scotty uh, tell you about the prank he did when we were on tour? So I had this section in my show where I would put on this light-up jacket, right? And all the lights would turn off. And then my jacket would just light with a little strobe light. And I'd, like, do this dance to this Michael Jackson song, like, slide across the stage and spin. So one show, you know, Scotty came out there with Christmas lights. (laughs) I heard the people cheering and going crazy. And I'm like, I'm killing it right now. I turned around and Scotty and his band... I was like, because I didn't think Scotty was going to do a prank. So I just thought I was going to do it. So I came out there with his picture from American Idol. Just like. Oh, man. I hate it. That is the worst part. (laughs) The worst part about doing Idol so young. I mean, and they filmed me a lot when I was 16, too. So if you go look up Scotty McCreary on like Giphy or Jiffy, however you say it, it's just me as this, you know, 17 year old kid, like doing the sprinkler and like just looking like a complete idiot. So anytime somebody's, you know, messing with me, they just, they bring that up and it's, I have nothing to say because it's, it's horrendous looking, just bad. Oh my God, that's hilarious. What can the people look forward to, man? What you got, uh, what you're working on that you can talk about, what you got uh, coming out soon that you're excited about? Yeah, man, we've been riding away. The crazy thing, with we're working on this new album. We just finished up cutting it. Now I just got to get vocals done. So I'm going to Nashville a lot in the next few weeks to do that. Um, the crazy thing was we, we cut most of the album pre-COVID, pre-cut pandemic. Like we got it done in February, and um, but then everything just kind of shut down. So then I had all this time at home to sit there and pick up the guitar and write songs and hop on Zoom and do some collabs. And um, We'd written a lot, or we'd cut a lot of outside stuff because I didn't think I was really writing that greatest stuff at the moment. And I, I just couldn't find it. And you have an album, we had songs like Five More Minutes and This Is It that were so meaningful to me. I was like, I got to write that again. I just didn't think we were there so we cut a lot of outside stuff and then i had a year to write and i felt like we really got on a good train to write um got on a roll a little bit and wrote songs that i was loving again so uh, we went back in and we just cut nine more songs and i've never overcut for an album but i was like went to the label and i was like look i, I can't picture this album without these songs we've just wrote in the last six months so um so we've overcut now which is great we'll have a lot of stuff for like extended editions and, and stuff like that but should be coming out in the next few months, I would think. Yeah, that's awesome. That's phenomenal. I can't yeah. wait to hear this album. Then. Yeah, I'm a listen. I'm a Scotty McCree fan, man. You know, from the first time I got to meet yeah. you uh, back on Idol and your parents, uh, you know, I love them to death. Your sister, just good people, man. Um, and you know, I just want to tell you, I'm proud of you. Thank you for taking me on my first tour, by the way, because uh, you know when you had me come out, I was shocked. I was like, what? Oh, come on, man. Really? It's got to take me out because I remember I had, I had asked before if you would do, you know, if I could try to do like a tour with you. And somebody was like, well, I'm not sure how Scotty really feels about taking people out for American Idol and stuff like that. I was like, well, I didn't make it that far. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, man, we were, we were pumped to have you out. And honestly, we, we were just doing clubs there, but it's not going to be too song, too long before we're seeing Jimmy Allen headlining arenas. I mean, I, I think we just, yeah, I think you're just skimming the surface, man, of, of where you're headed. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pumped to just kind of keep watching you go with the ACM New Arts of the War, a Year Award. You, you just keep crushing it, man. 
So I'm a, I'm a I, massive fan. I, I love how you you're comfortable in being you. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of people that you know kind of want to chase what everybody else is doing, and I think the the cool thing about being a man and realizing you're a man is, hey, look, this is what I do. You know, this is what I'm comfortable doing, and you know, it doesn't matter who likes it. This is what I like. You know what I mean? And yeah. you, you make music for people that love your music, and that's all you focus on. And I listen, man. You you have a you have a confidence about you that you don't need to speak on. It just carries. You know what I mean? Like you walk in the room like. I know I'm Scotty McCreary without saying I'm Scotty McCreary. It's like you're comfortable in your skin. You know what I mean? And that's, it's cool to see, man. Uh, I feel old now, like just watching you go from 16 to what are you now? 27? 27. Yep. Yeah. Like oh, I feel old. I'm telling you. <laughs> but it's so I'm, old, I'm older than Scotty. What? Oh, get out of here, man. You're just sitting there talking about, you know, doing what you do. And I think that's so important for everybody. It's important yeah. to grow and stuff, but you just got to know who you are. Luckily I've had 10 years to kind of learn that. Cause there was a time where I was like, all right, I got a country's changing. The sound is changing. I got to chase this. And I tried it. We, we recorded just a song that was not me. I think it peaked at, <laughs> I think it peaked at number 103 on the country radio charts. And then the label dropped my ass. And I said, no more. I, I got it. I'm doing me from here on out. So it's, yeah, uh, that's the lesson. Yeah, that's the, lesson. Dude, the music you're making now, man, um, it's it's you. You know what I mean? Like, I remember there was a time where I was like, like I all my dad lets do is traditional country sounding stuff. And I love it. You know what I mean? But I when I when it comes down for me to sit and write it, well I can write it, but me performing it, it's just you know, it's not me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um it's where I love what Brothers Osborne does. Yeah. But I can't do it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, I love Brothers Osborne, man. I just can't I love what you do. I can't do it. I can't pull it off. And that's why I tell artists, the cool thing about every successful artist we love is they double down on being themselves. And that's what makes it special. You never see two artists that are the same, that sound the same, write the same songs, look the same, have the same level of success because it's only one you, you know what I mean? And that people connect with you, you know, Uh, same thing with you, Marcus, man. I'm proud of what you've grown we're here to smoke and sex. And that's why I asked you, bro, can I be a part of it? Can we co-host and, you know, interview people uh, together, man? So it's all about, you know, finding yourself and everyone out there listening, you know, be comfortable in who you are. You know, you just, the success is different to, to, to everybody. You know, success isn't about the amount of money in your bank, about it's not about the amount of people that know your name. It's about, are you happy with where you're at? Uh, are you happy with the people in your life? And that's it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's absolutely. That's absolutely it. I appreciate that. This is a, that's, that's, I mean, I couldn't say any better. I couldn't end on a better note. This is a, this has been another episode of Spoken Section Podcast uh, with my special guest co-host, Jimmy Allen. And my, man, this is so cool. I have Scotty McCreary. I have two eight. I'm in the Zoom with two eight. I'm too hotty. I'm in the, I'm in the Zoom with two ACM new artists in the years. Ain't that something? God, and I say this with all the confidence in the world, with all the security I have as a man. Dude, you've grown into a good-looking dude. You're a good-looking dude. You're a good-looking dude. I'll get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love you, brother. Uh, you enjoy your day. Uh, tell the wife and your parents I said hello and your sister. Um, and when you get to Nashville, give us a shot, man. Let's get a cigar. Yeah, let's get a cigar. I want to get in on the bowling match. And yeah, Marcus, let me know if you're in Cary too anytime because I'll, I'll have a stogie waiting on it. Definitely. I'll take your number after this and make it happen. Absolutely. Y'all be good, fellas. All right, man.